and Bartlett's saloon turned when they heard the doors swing open. Campbell Tate was tall but rangy, his long, filthy duster hanging slack from his shoulders. His hat was about as dirty, both the result of a long, difficult ride over the plain. His doubled face was tanned. From the corner of his mouth protruded the stub of a thin cigar, its tip burning with a faint red glow. Campbell lifted his head slowly, looking around him, his gaze finally settling on the overweight man tending bar. Campbell walked over. A few of the patrons still watched him, but most went back to drinking and gambling. The barkeep was sweating profusely, wiping his hands on his apron as Campbell approached. What can I get you, sir? You can get me information. We serve drinks here. Fine. Campbell blew a lungful of smoke into the man's face. Bourbon. <laughs> yes, sir. The barkeep turned to grab a dirty glass and bottle. He poured out Campbell's drink and was just about to stop when the customer grabbed his wrist, forcing it down. The man tried to pull it away, but Campbell was stronger than he looked. The liquor filled the glass, then flowed over the side, running across the counter. With his free hand, Campbell reached into his inside pocket. As his duster moved, the barman caught a glimpse of the twin revolvers that sat on his hips. Shaking a piece of paper from his pocket, Campbell opened it up and showed it to the proprietor. It was a crumpled wanted poster. Underneath the sketched face were the words, Jesse Bartlett, Bounty, $7,000. Alive. Where is he? Please, I, I don't know. You're not the first to come looking. Please go. Is that so? Campbell squeezed the barman's arm harder until they dropped the bottle. It rolled off the counter and smashed at his feet. Campbell slammed the poster down on the bar. I won't ask again. Hey. The voice came from behind him. Why don't you let him go? Stay out of this, friend. Afraid I can't do that. Campbell glanced. The man was stood next to the nearest table. He saw four others easing out of their chairs. Bartlett's got friends in town, I see. Good. Means he's probably still around. Letting go of the barman. Campbell whirled around and everything that came next almost seemed to happen in slow motion. He looked down to see the loudmouth drawing his pistol, his friends reaching for theirs too. Campbell's hands went for his peacemakers, loudly felling the first man with a bullet to the chest. None of the men had even had a chance to fire. A rifle shot buzzed past Campbell's right ear and the world tilted. He dropped to the ground, the peacemakers falling from his hands. Shaking his head, he looked behind him to see the fat barman had pulled a Winchester from under the counter and was cocking it for another shot. Campbell acted instinctively, using his right hand to snatch the cigar from his mouth and flick it at the bar. 
The spilled bourbon ignited immediately, lapping up in front of the overweight man who dropped the rifle before desperately trying to smother the flames. Campbell retrieved his pistols and got to his feet. He crossed the bar to the only gunman left alive who was edging backward, trying to escape. He placed his boot on the downed man's injured shoulder and dug in his heel. Where is Jesse Bartlett? Let me go, you son of a bitch! Bartlett had been over at a whorehouse, Lady Days, and Campbell had caught him while he was otherwise engaged. Now wearing a pair of long johns and hogtied, Campbell was dragging Bartlett down the stairs and out into the daylight. You're a dead man, you hear? Dead. Campbell ignored the younger man's screams and hefted him up over the back of his horse. Just you wait when I get out of this. You're not going anywhere this time, boy. I'll see to that. Don't make promises you can't keep. Campbell smiled, untied the animal from the post, and hoisted himself into the saddle. There were only a few hours of daylight remaining, but he'd ride out anyways. Best to put some miles between him and anyone else who might be looking to collect the hefty bounty on Bartlett's head. You're gonna regret this, Campbell, I swear to God. As his horse trotted out, Campbell looked over his shoulder, just to make sure he wasn't being followed. A few townspeople had gathered to watch him ride away, Mostly folk had been in the bar, and not a one looked interested in coming after him. Satisfied, Campbell urged his steed on into the wilderness. The stranger entered the saloon and looked around. The place was all but empty, blood on the walls and some of the tables. When he saw the three corpses piled in the corner, he nodded. This was a place. The bartender leaned next to the blackened charred bar, a white cloth wrapped around one hand and the other hand wrapped around a full glass of whiskey. The stranger stared at the barman, his eyes bright. I'm looking for... You're too late, he's gone. Another bounty hunter took him. He did all this too, I heard they headed east. How long? Less than an hour. The stranger tipped his hat in gratitude and left, just as quickly as he'd arrived. It had taken an hour of begging and threats about what he and his legions of friends would do to Campbell when they finally found him, but Bartlett eventually quit his yammering. I don't know what the fuss is with this kid. He's a killer and a thief, but there's plenty of those. I've seen worse. Much worse. Still, Campbell had to admit to himself that the kid was a murderer. And a good one. He'd killed the only son of Stephen Doherty, one of the richest men in America. Then three lawmen who tried to bring him down. Most of the price on his head had been put there by Doherty, and it hinged on him being alive, but Campbell knew that if the lawman's friends got him first, no amount of money was going to save Bartlett's life. He's pissed off the cops, the gentry, and has at least a couple other bounty hunters on his trail. What was it the bartender said? You're not the first to come hooking, but he's gone. Let him come. Nothing I can't handle. This kid's bounty is my ticket out of this business, and there's no man gonna get in my way. The slight ringing in Campbell's ears reminded him of the close call he just had. One of dozens in his career. He thought back to the time in West Texas when the Gregor gang had him pinned down in an old barn and used a stick of dynamite to drop the roof on him. Or Yellow Creek. Jesus, that was close. Nothing like getting stuck in the guts to make you appreciate seeing the sun come up. 
Unconsciously, his hand went to the spot on his belly where an ugly, puckered scar twisted from one side of him to the other. It was a violent job, not one he could do forever. Bartlett's bounty could buy him a homestead, maybe some cattle. Maybe somewhere along the way he'd find a woman who'd have him. They could make it all work. How much longer are we riding? For a moment, Campbell had almost forgotten the kid was even there. Thought I told you to shut it. We'll stop when I'm good and ready, not before. But I'm cold and I, I need to, you know... Hold it in. But... Doherty wants you alive, boy. But I suspect he'll still pay for a corpse. So what, you're gonna shoot me for wanting to take a piss? Don't tempt me. Jesus. <sighs> Light's fading faster than I expected. Gonna have to stop soon, whether I like it or not. Can't risk running into the Comanche out there in the dark. I got no quarrel with them, but they don't know that. Campbell eyed the setting sun. Just a little further. As his horse ambled on, something nagged at Campbell, an urge to look behind him. He learned to ignore those instincts at his peril, so he turned in the saddle. What in the hell is that? Across the plains, just at the edge of his vision, he could see something, but he wasn't quite sure what. Too late in the day for a mirage. A coyote? No, too big. We're too far out for bears. As it came closer, the distant blob began to take shape. Shit! The shape was unmistakably that of a horse and rider. What is it? What's wrong? Campbell didn't respond. He knew the rider could have nothing to do with him, but that didn't sit right. Might be one of Bartlett's men or a Comanche, but there was something about the way the figure rode. Determined. Unshakable. Another hunter. Gotta be. What? Where? Shut up! In the past, this had only ended one way. Another dead body another notch on his barrels. The thought gave Campbell no pleasure. He could try to reason with the hunter, offer him a cut for his trouble, but neither appealed to him, and knowing bounty hunters the way he did, it wasn't real likely to appeal to his shadow either. There's no way I can outrun him in the dark. Shit. Better just deal with him now and get it over with. Campbell reined in his horse and turned her around. What are you doing? What's going on? The question hung in the air, unanswered as the men waited for the figure to catch up. By the time the other bounty hunter got close, the sun had begun its descent behind the mountains. When he was within shouting distance, the stranger climbed off his horse. Campbell watched him. The new man was broader than he was, but shorter. That's far enough. The man nodded. What's your business with us? <laughs> I won't ask you again. What do you want? I think you know that already. I'm here for the bounty. If you want a cut, I'm willing to negotiate. The stranger thought for a moment and shook his head. I've been on the trail too long for that. Then I guess we have an impasse. I guess we do. Campbell dismounted and walked towards the other man. Hey, you can't just leave me here. Shut up, kid. The two hunters circled each other like buzzards over a carcass. Campbell was trying to read the man, who he was, where he'd come from, but the stranger was a mystery to him. You only have one gun. I'll toss one of mine. Ah, no need. On the count of three? On three. One. Two. Three. Campbell drew and fired almost before the peacemaker was even out of its holster. The bullet struck the other man in the chest. He wobbled slightly, 
then fell over backward. Campbell holstered his weapon, took out his cigar, and started patting his pockets looking for a match. What the hell was that all about? He went down like a sack of potatoes, like some kind of amateur. Lighting his cigar, Campbell began walking back towards his horse. Campbell, are you alive? What the hell just happened? Shut up. A nagging doubt ate at him. He felt like he owed the dead man something. Hell of a thing to ride all the way out here to die like that. I could bury him, I suppose. Wonder if he'd have done the same. As he was bending, about to pick up his other gun, Campbell felt something hard strike the back of his head. God damn it, where the hell did you come from? He dropped to his knees, spitting out the cigar. Somebody had jumped him from behind. The man's partner? Campbell's right hand went to the back of his neck, his left resting on the pearl handle of his holstered peacemaker. He felt himself being pulled back and wrestled his way out of the hold. As he spun around, his eyes searched the area where the man had fallen. Even in the fading light, his eyes were sharp, and they saw no body on the ground. Instead, the man he'd just shot was standing off to one side. Campbell's gun came up again, the muzzle fire flashing across the other man's face. Bullets struck the stranger at close range, and still he remained standing. No blood ran from the holes in his clothes. The stranger smiled, the sun's orange dying light reflected in his teeth. He drew his own gun and fired once. Campbell felt something slip into his chest, but it wasn't the hot lead of a bullet. Instead, a coldness spread through him and he toppled over sideways. Campbell! Talk to me, man! What the hell is going on? Campbell! Campbell could only clutch his chest as a stranger stepped over him to get to Barland. He pulled the terrified criminal down off the horse. A wet patch was covering the front of Bartlett's long johns. Don't let him take me! Don't let him take me! Willing himself to move, Campbell shuffled over to his discarded firearm. Feeling the comfortable handle in his grasp, he swung his free hand round and squeezed the trigger, but couldn't force his finger to pull. The stranger left Bartlett and returned to the prone gunman. As he did, Campbell was finally able to squeeze off a single shot catching his attacker dead center in the forehead. He gazed in disbelief as the hole sealed itself up, and the man opened his mouth to reveal the silver cartridge resting on his tongue. <laughs> what? What are you? You know exactly what I am. Ever since Yellow Creek you've known, you didn't think you could run forever, did you? Yellow Creek? He was too weak to say anymore. He watched as a stranger took a crumpled piece of paper out of his pocket. He snapped it open to reveal a poster with a drawing of Campbell's face on it. Campbell, Tate, dead, wanted. They were the last words Campbell would ever hear. The stranger placed his hands on the dead man's chest, extracting his soul. Oh God, oh my God! The milky orb glowed. His eyes rolled back in their sockets as he absorbed every last particle of Campbell's spirit. Oh my god. Jesus Christ, oh my god! Uh, sit tight, friend. We got a long ride ahead. After that, it'll all be over. Oh my god. Then on to what the next. What the hell just happened? A lot of folks out there living on borrowed time. He tracked them all down, the same way he tracked down Campbell, no matter how long it took. <sighs> the hogtied Bartlett writhed around on the desert floor like a worm. The stranger tipped his hat to him before mounting his horse once more. Then he was gone, 
riding off into the newly fallen night. Bounty was written by Paul Kane, adapted for audio by Brennan Stahl. Starring Luke Greensmith as Bartender, Anthony Germain as Campbell, Mike Thorne as Cowboy, Aidan Germain as Bartlett, James Kennedy as The Stranger, and Brennan Storr as Narrator. Original music by Foulspot. Additional music by Rainy Days for Ghosts. Sound design and editing by Brennan Storr. Forty-five, seventy, thirty-six, fifty-three. Contest volunteered, heartless. Contest volunteered, heartless. Transmissions from the void. Um.